Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the host of the Coach for Tutors podcast and the founder of Coach for Tutors. At Coach for Tutors, we work with private tutors and tutor company owners to help them launch and scale their tutoring businesses. Today's topic is what is the must-have text for your tutoring business? And we are joined by the incredible Alex Asher of LearnCube. Alex, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here, Alex. Alex is an electrifying speaker with a passion for education, technology, and adventure. Alex is the CEO of LearnCube, the award-winning virtual classroom software made for online tutoring, working with customers in over 1,000 cities and 90 countries, including Preply, Babel, and Lateria. Alex acquires early and unique insights into the latest ed tech and marketing trends driving the future of online education education. Alex shares his insights every week through his podcast, interviewing leaders in education and marketing. Alex, can't wait to learn from you today. Well, with that kind of uh, lead up, I'm very privileged. Thanks so much. (laughs) Oh, you're very welcome. So Alex, uh, as we were talking a little bit about before the podcast, could you tell us more about some of these fundamental tech that tutors need for their businesses? Sure. So I was having a think about who might be listening in, and I figure there will be a range. And, and I think that the answer to that question is it really depends on your stage of business. Um, if you are a startup, you know, or even this is you know, the very beginning of your tutoring business, I think it can be tempting to over, over-invest and over-engineer your technology uh, but technology will become a bigger and bigger deal as you grow. So there's no doubt about it that let's say that you've gone beyond, you know, doing a, a couple of classes every now and again to actually making this either a part-time or even possibly full-time professional gig for you, for yourself. So the t- kind of technology is going to be a bit different. So let's start off with those two cases and then we'll move into what is required when you start going into hiring others and then even starting to grow that business to that next tier. But but when you start, you really have, let's just say some really basics that are, a lot of these are free or super cheap. And if you're only doing a couple of classes, uh, let's say a week, I, I would say that this is the way to go. And simply, you can start with say Google Meet. It's free, it's easy to go, and you, you can get by with that as a, as a system. I think Calendly is fairly cheap. And again, that's a good way for you to uh, allow people to choose a time to, to, to meet with you. Of course, you can even do it free if you want to with, with just email. But, but basically, once you start becoming more professional, you start having more clients and you realize that there's a bigger pain with trying to schedule classes uh, or sessions with your students. There's a bigger pain in terms of like how you get payment uh, and how you market to get to that next level. So once you're becoming more professional, you'll wanna do some other small things. Like of course you'll want to have your own website. Um, you can do that again, very cheaply or for free, you know, works. There's so many um, different uh, technology that you can use to be able to start that up. Even a, a simple Facebook page can work mm-hmm. and, and Again, things like MailChimp, if you're looking at sort of automating some of your uh, emailing, you can do that there. Again, there's a real abundance um, of technology to help, but they only become more and more important as you grow. Um, And as I say, once you start growing into a larger number of students where you start hitting some of the problems, like, oh, it's such a pain to try and organize my schedule. My schedule is a lot fuller and I'm trying to be more efficient with my time. That's when a scheduling software uh, like Calendly, for example, could be a really good one. 
Um, you, you can even get away with PayPal as well initially. It's more expensive, but it's way easier to get and it's just a known thing. So just in terms of simplicity, I just recommend it, not because I like it at all, but simply because it's easy to get, get started and get paid online. And yeah, so that's where I'd start with that kind of professional kind of, I, I'm a professional tutor. This is the stuff that I would need. And that's fantastic because especially like you, you'd mentioned, Alex, as you grow, you don't want to be chasing through emails and text messages and chasing after payments. You want to get all of that done and have a foundation to work from. So it becomes easier as you scale. Exactly. And technology and automation, uh, actually we're talking about our get, get more students webinar just the other day, but it was really just about, it's a magnifier, right? So if you only have two or three students, saving five minutes on two to three students is it's it's only saving you you know 15 to 20 minutes but once you've got you know 20 students it's actually starting to take a you know a whole hour of your time possibly just arranging schedules and it becomes worth your while to solve and, and that, that's kind of what i guess i'm getting at is that as your business grows these problems become bigger and well worth your time and money to to invest in solving them and making them not a problem at all. Absolutely. That whole working on your business, not in your business and concerning yourself with the admin riffraff when you can have that all settled. I think so. I mean, certainly when you're getting to that professional level where A, you're trying to like maybe stand out from the crowd and or you're trying to hire tutors, that is a different kind of buying conversation uh, because that's when you really do need, you, know, you might want something like a virtual classroom which uh, can make your tutoring both, you know, you, you're going to be able to use a lot of the, the tools and technology that have actually been created for professional tutors and really leverage them in a way that makes it worth your while. But again, if you're doing a couple of hours a week, it's not a big deal. If you're doing 20 hours a week, why wouldn't you become a real, uh, a real whiz at online tutoring and, and using things like whiteboarding tools, content libraries, having all your content uh, saved, uh, being able to drag and drop images and PDFs into a whiteboard space, annotating, all that kind of good stuff, annotating notes, reminders. Uh, this all becomes more important as you start growing your business. No, absolutely, Alex. And uh, yeah, 100% agree. And um, I guess as somebody's continuing to grow, because some of our listeners are in that early stages of their business, some are in a more mature phase in their business. When does automation, when does that become part of your cycle to continue to build on your business, not in your business? I sort of think that beyond, I really think about around five teachers or tutors is the point where you start being like, you know what, I need to do more than just patch together a bunch of systems. Um, I mean, LearnCube is one option for that all-in-one solution, but there are, there are other you know, online tutoring management platforms that you can utilize. And I, I do think that it's kind of a milestone because when you're starting to manage other tutors, you know, how else can you centralize that kind of scheduling process? How else can you provide some oversight with communication, with branding, with consistency, um, with payments even, and, and also ensuring that uh, you know, students stay with the brand of your tutoring company rather than purely with the tutor? It sort of takes it from a very personal one-to-one -one relationship and that relationship with the tutoring brand and company becoming a lot more important and that's where you see a platform becoming more important and do you find that that um, applies to the marketing as well as you continue to grow that's when you should have an automated marketing system set up versus 
sending out individual emails. Yeah, I think you can get on onto that quite quickly um, because with your marketing, you let's say more than say 20 or 30 leads that are really active. I think, you know, you probably get away with just sending emails and people will like the fact that it's a real personal touch. And if you're good with the diary, then, then that's great. But um, again, they're really, I think there, there have been free mark, like mass marketing options for years now. And MailChimp is the one that jumps to my, my mind. Um, I would start with those fairly quickly uh, because your list will increase and there's no reason to lose a customer uh, or at least lose a prospect if you can keep them engaged somewhat with your email newsletter. When I say newsletter, I use that uh, fairly loosely, but I, I really think it's about email adding value and being able to do that in a consistent way so you don't lose people simply by running out of time on various various weeks. And um, as well, like you've mentioned, you, you want to make sure that your business is running effectively. And when it's a small, when you're smaller, having that personal touch can be really lovely and it can it can add that additional value but as you continue to grow having such as mailchimp or some sort of a or learncube having something that you can put together that streamlines everything and also has that some automation and organization can make really an appreciable difference in the whether your business continues to thrive or whether you get you know there's a lot of pressure added yeah i think also just differentiating which systems yeah uh, you're trying uh, which problems you're trying to solve you should always be kind of thinking from this perspective of what jobs do I need solving I, I would say that marketing and managing a tutoring business are slightly different uh, things like as an example LearnCube we don't try and touch the marketing side because it's a it's such a beast and people have been spending hundreds of millions of dollars to make that really great uh, and also make it free um, I would sort of separate the kind of like before they're tutoring with you and then the during and after they're mm -hmm. tutoring with you. And I think marketing software is a slightly different one because it's sort of connecting with potential like advertising and attribution and all of these things, which become quite wonderfully complex. Um, you can manage those systems, but I, I think they're slightly separate to, okay, I've actually got a tutor, uh, sorry, a tutor. And I've also got students. How do I manage those is a slightly different, they're different jobs and require different, different, tools for the job. And I love what you said there, Alex, that was a great point about, you know, setting up and this for tutors, you could, this is a great thing to do, have a before, during, after, and just set that up as a system for yourself. So you have a, almost like a flow chart of what systems and what things you need to focus on in the in before as, as it's a lead and a prospect person that you're working with versus when they become your client. So that that's wonderful. I think one thing I would add a little bit there is just this idea of workflows and sequences. So you kind of mentioned before adding a bit of personal touch when you're getting to know a student, I think is, is fantastic, but there's also some aspects that are very sequential and very systematic and you really want to set those up. And I, I think you can do it fairly quickly, which is like, what if you just had a sequence of emails that happens on a trigger, whatever that might be. I think some, you can, you can often manually, uh, you know, with a tag activate a particular email sequence. And it might be like, activate the sequence when the student, for example, starts ignoring my emails <laughs> uh, and it might be then putting them on the newsletter or activate this once the student has said, yep, I'm ready to go because then it could be like, hey, here's the invoice and this is what you can expect. Hey, here's a sequence that happens at the start when they've actually done their first class. You know, hey, the, there are, here are two or three emails that might go about you know, the protocols you have and here's some value add and this is the tools and systems that we're going to be using and blah, blah, blah. 
And then you might have another sequence, which is like, they've said, hey, look, I'm going to have to have a break, put them on another sequence. So that's, that's where these sequences start becoming really helpful. It makes such a difference to have things in a work like workflow or something where it's a streamlined process and tags so that yeah if if there is a student that's maybe absent or there's or there's been issues with connecting or there's been issues with payment having something like that in place can really help alleviate some of those stresses that as tutors we can feel sometimes when it's like oh somebody wants you know somebody's defaulted on a payment or oh no we have a client that's you know absent for a bit or we've got MIA what do we do so that's great that you have that that potential additional sequence that can be automated that's that's absolutely a way to reduce stress and focus on building your business that's great so alex in terms of the uh, like trends that you're seeing in the tech ed sphere over the next 3 to 5 years like what what are you foreseeing for for tutors to be honest, in the in the let's call it the standalone tutoring space, I just think you're going to have more and more affordable uh, and smarter systems for tutors. Uh, I, to be honest, I, I mean, are we going to see really different scheduling taking place? I don't think so. Uh, a lot of the technology is already there; it'll just get easier um, to put together. I think it will start integrating more with this idea of like drag and drop these kinds of tools into your website. Um, so you've already got the sort of drag and drop website builders. You'll also have these sort of drag and drop tools that fit within your website. Um, we're already seeing that with like being able to, you know, again, it's fine for an independent. I don't think we're seeing that at, for a, from the tutoring company perspective, but for, certainly for independent tutors, just being able to put like a integrated Calendly link onto your website, that's all very easy. But for companies, I think there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming. I mean, certainly with LearnCube, it's going to be about more and better automation, uh, figuring out which problems that tutors really have and solving those problems in one system. I think the ability to get better data out of the classroom, for example, will become more and more important. Um, being able to improve the in-between session experience, like it might be in the, the form of homework or sending additional um, suggestions and recommendations. I think virtual classrooms, software like LearnCubers and, and many others, by the way, are going to get smarter at helping tutors in the class and make that a, a much superior experience to say, just using video conferencing and, and really help the tutor do their job. So I think there's... <laughs> There's a lot to be excited about, to be honest. And uh, definitely, we're all going to be, you know, eyes and ears to see what's coming up in the future. And uh, to, like you said, to help tutors and help families and educators just have a, an overall, like you said, a superior experience uh, for, for ultimately learning and, uh, and growing businesses and for the students too, of course. I agree. And I really think it's about, I, I guess what you, you'll see is this increasing baseline, right? So we're, you know, Again, online tutoring isn't a new thing. 2004 people using Skype. Um, so this has been around for a very long time. But each year, we're going to see a level of sophistication that helps the students. Uh, put, you know, if it is the students purchasing directly, helps them do that easier, helps parents um, understand what's going on. Like All of these things just going to be raising the bar each year. And I think that's where I would be looking at is how can you stand out and make that a wonderful experience not just your tutoring session but all the bits that get that student into the that, that tutoring session as well 
Absolutely, Alex. Well, I want to thank you, Alex, so much for your incredible nuggets of information. I'm sure that we've, we, you know, I've learned a lot today and I'm sure our listeners have learned quite a bit as well. Uh, Alex, is there a way that our listeners could reach out to you? Sure. I mean, one of the things that I think would be really relevant other than sort of, I mean, we do have the, the LearnCube website, www.learncube.com, but that's really for people that are interested in either you know, the software for the classroom or the, the online school software that we have. But the real thing that I think is of value to your listeners will be our Get More Students community. And why that's helpful is we provide both, we've got a podcast, which is Get More Students podcast, a monthly webinar, but particularly a community which helps student, you know, <laughs> tutors that are looking to improve their marketing understanding. And actually what it says on the tin, get more students to get those sort of ideas, inspiration and motivation in that place. So that's where I'd go, www.getmorestudents.org. Wonderful. We'll make sure to post those links uh, with our podcast for our listeners. So Alex, thank you so very much for being here with us today. Likewise. Thanks so much, Michael. Well, thank you. And again, this is the Coach for Tutors podcast. I'm Michael Gibbon. And as always, make it a great day.